Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio.
saw the best in me When everyone else around Could only see the worst in me Can I tell y'all one more time, one more time I said he saw the best in me When everyone else around Could only see the worst in me I wish I had a witness tonight All I need is one hey! He saw the best in me When everyone else around me yeah. Testimony when fuck walked you off, said you would never make it. What did he see? He saw the best in me when everyone else around me is. Oh, when everyone else oh, around could only see the worst in me. Can I tell y'all one more thing? I just need to tell you one more thing. Listen to this. See, he's mine. And I am his It doesn't matter what I did He only sees me for who I am Does anybody know that tonight? Oh, see he is mine And I am his Said it doesn't matter what I did See he only sees me What did he see? I said, what did he see? The best. I said, what did he see? The best. 
And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. And our scripture comes from the book of Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 20. We actually finished the reading of the book of Mark here today. And as we take a look at what's going on here in scripture, right before we begin narration, let's uh, give you a brief overview, a bit of a picture of what we're going to be reading about. The women purchased the spices on Saturday evening after the Sabbath had ended so they could go to the tomb early the next morning and anoint Jesus' body as a sign of love, devotion, and respect. Bringing spices to the tomb was like bringing flowers to a grave today. These women faced two overwhelming problems as they set out to honor Jesus' body, however. They just walked in faith. The Roman guards and the huge rock in the tomb's doorway, those were the two obstacles, impossible obstacles. So what did these women expect to accomplish that early Sunday morning? Yet urged on by love and gratitude, they walked on, even as they wondered the same questions aloud. Well, the church's mission to send the gospel to all the world is fraught with overwhelming obstacles. Any one of them appears devastating against human stubbornness, disease, danger, terrorism, loneliness, sin, greed, and even church strife and corruption. What can a few missionaries hope to accomplish? Yet, like these solitary women on their way to Jesus' tomb, we go out with love and gratitude for Jesus and leave the big obstacles to God. We do this because of obedience, pure and simple. He said, go, so we go. Mark says that one angel met the women at the tomb, while Luke mentions two angels. Well, each gospel writer chose to highlight different details as he explained the same story. Just as eyewitnesses to a news story each may highlight a different aspect of the same event, Mark probably emphasized only the angel who spoke. The unique emphasis of each gospel shows that the four accounts were written independently, and this should give us confidence that all four are true and reliable. Now, the resurrection is vitally important for many reasons. Number one, Jesus kept his promise to rise from the dead, so we can believe he'll keep all his other promises. Uh, Number two, the resurrection ensures that the ruler of God's eternal kingdom will be the living Christ, not just an idea, uh, a hope, or a dream. Our faith is all wrapped up in a person. Number three, Christ's resurrection gives us the assurance that we also will be resurrected. And number four, the power of God that brought Christ's body back from the dead is available to us to bring our morally and spiritually dead selves back to life so we can change and grow. Now, the angel made special mention of Peter to show that in spite of Peter's denials, Jesus had not disowned or deserted him. Jesus had great responsibilities for Peter to fulfill in the church that was not yet in existence. Well, Mark's gospel emphasizes Christ's power as well as his servanthood. Jesus' life and teaching turned the world upside down and continues to do so. The world sees power as a way to gain control over others. But Jesus, with all his authority and power in heaven and earth, chose to serve others. He held children in his arms, healed the sick, washed the disciples' feet, and died for the sins of the world. Jesus' followers today, you and me, receive the same power to serve. As believers, we're called to be servants of Christ. As Christ served, so we are to serve. And now let's begin our reading here in the New Testament. March 12th, the New Testament, Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 20. 
Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way they were asking each other, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked. But the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples, who were grieving and weeping, and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterward, he appeared in a different form to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into the country. They rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Still later, he appeared to the eleven disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he'd been raised from the dead. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, He was taken up into heaven and set down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Psalm 55, verses 1 through 23. Well, this psalm is most likely written during the time of Absalom's rebellion and Ahithophel's betrayal. Even those who are especially close to God, as David was, have moments when they want to escape from their problems and pressures. Ever felt that way? Well, I sure have. Well, the city that was supposed to be holy was plagued by internal problems, violence, conflict, wickedness, threats, and cheating. External enemies, though a constant threat, were not nearly as dangerous as the corruption inside. Even today, churches often look to defend themselves against troubles from the sinful world while failing to see that their own sins are causing their troubles. You know, nothing hurts more than a wound from a friend. At times, 
Friends may need to lovingly confront you in order to help you, but betrayal truly hurts. Betrayal by a friend has caused David great anguish here, as we'll read about in Psalms. Real friends stick by you in times of trouble and bring healing, love, acceptance, and understanding. So what kind of friend are you? Don't betray those you love. Psalm 55, verses 1 through 23. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by stringed instruments. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my cry for help. Please listen and answer me. For I am overwhelmed by my troubles. My enemies shout at me, making loud and wicked threats. They bring trouble on me and angrily hunt me down. My heart pounds in my chest. The terror of death assaults me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me, and I can't stop shaking. Oh, that I had wings like a dove! Then I would fly away and rest. I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. Interlude. How quickly I would escape, far from this wild storm of hatred. Confuse them, Lord, and frustrate their plans. For I see violence and conflict in the city. Its walls are patrolled day and night against invaders. But the real danger is wickedness within the city. Everything is falling apart. Threats and cheating are rampant in the streets. It is not an enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. It is not my foes who so arrogantly insult me. I could have hidden from them. Instead, it is you, my equal, my companion and close friend. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. Let death stalk my enemies. Let the grave swallow them alive. For evil makes its home within them. But I will call on God, and the Lord will rescue me. Morning, noon, and night I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. He ransoms me and keeps me safe from the battle waged against me, though many still oppose me. God, who has ruled forever, will hear me and humble them. Interlude For my enemies refuse to change their ways. They do not fear God. As for my companion, he betrayed his friends. He broke his promises. His words are as smooth as butter, but in his heart is war. His words are as soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. But you, O God, will send the wicked down to the pit of destruction. Murderers and liars will die young, but I am trusting you to save me. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 7. When the wicked die, their hopes die with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength.
sons are coming up together as one. Yeah, in a place with two people who know that they need one another. Not only fall in love, yeah, but stay in love.
this concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.